I just say hi, right? I don't need to. Hey. <laughs> I did say hi, right? I'm Diana. I, I'm hi. Oh, damn. Fuck you. Damn it. Facts on Facts on Facts is not, in fact, brought to you by Casper Mattress. Casper Mattress? Is your marriage in the dumps? Yeah. Do you need a new mattress to fuck on? Yeah. Well, get a Casper Mattress. It'll extend your marriage for at least two weeks. It's like fucking on a ghost. Hey, Swayze. Hey, Swayze. You're looking good, girl. Mm. Welcome to Facts on Facts on Facts with... I'm Elizabeth Madrigal, and I'm so white I can't even say my last name. And I am Jasmine Von Goldie, the queen of awkward silence. (laughs) Hey guys. Hey. Welcome to Facts on Facts on Facts. With the Jazzy over there. And the Lizzie over there. Dang. Lizzie sounds kind of lame. I know. Please never Sorry. call me that again. <laughs> Fuck you. Done and done. And <laughs> this week we actually have a third person sitting in with us because we're not enough on our own. Never enough. We're never enough. So we have our good friend, drumroll, <laughs> Diana Martinez. Woo! Hi. (laughs) I didn't know if I could talk. Sorry. (laughs) Hello. You're already doing great. This is her first podcast, so she's all nervous. Like, we actually have standards or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this isn't just an area where we just sit and talk shit for 60 to 90,000 minutes at a time. Yeah, it's going to be a long one today, guys. I'm just (laughs) going to prep you. I mean, our original plan, we were like, okay, you know, let's uh, take a week off of doing, like, just a political content. Let's do things that are more like, you know, adjacent, political adjacent. Yeah. But then so much shit happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We kind of have to remark on it. I think it'd be irresponsible of us in the podcast yeah. to not at least kind of touch on it a little bit as much as we can. We can't just be like, oh, Russian dossier, what? <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not real. So uh, we, we, did want to start off doing a little bit of that. Uh, I know that everybody's normally so entertained by our life stories. <laughs> We're so interesting. I know. Like our little stories are just so great. But <laughs> they, they usually happen like once a week. And that's why we have a story. It's like something happens once and you're like, I have a story. And then you can just hide out in your apartment or house for the yeah. rest of the time. Until and be like, good. Yeah. I got it done. Yep. But we're going to skip out on it this time to make room for all the political shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, what we want to start with is the dossier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she just went over the schedule. I already forgot, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, okay, intr- introducing you to Diana, our great and beautiful and wonderful friend. Uh, one of the most beloved things about Diana is her reactions to things. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the first time that she saw one of my dogs and she just goes like, puppy. And it was just like the most beautiful and wonderful moment. And, you know, when you, ex- when you like tell her stories for the first time, she's always like, oh my God. And so I just, I wanted to preserve um, the, your somewhat innocence to the dossier. 
I'm just disclaiming right now that ever since um, pretty much the end of election, I just kind of escaped just because it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. So I am not informed as much as I usually am (laughs) because I've been hiding. And so I don't know what is exactly on the dossier. So which is which is a little unusual, like to the people who don't know you, you're normally (laughs) really up on the news and are one of the only people who truly appreciates my NPR impressions. (laughs) I do. I do. Great. (laughs) I don't get them at all. I don't I don't listen to NPR of all the things, the nerdy and like political things that I do. That is the one thing I don't. And I got to get on it. I'm missing out, clearly. You're missing out on my one great impression. Um, what'd you do, like Nora Jones? It's not Nora Jones. I did Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch. They are interchangeable in my mind. Like, I don't know why. I, I mean, it was sad. like the same era where they both, you know, were doing their thing. Nah, there's no excuse. Nora Jones won out, obviously. Yeah, there's no excuse. It's like interchanging Sam Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I gotta gotta step up my game, you know? Or like interchanging fences and hidden Uh, figures. Oh my God, hidden fences. Girl, did you see those tweets? Yes, I've seen them. Oh my God, they went in. It was hilarious. Hidden fences, my ass. Oh God, so there's that dossier. So my assumption is that most people who listen to our podcast, all three of you, um, are probably <laughs> up on the news, <laughs> but if anybody isn't, uh, just to go over it really quickly, uh, there was a former British intelligence officer who had been hired first by the Republicans and then later by the Democrats to do opposition research on Trump when he was still a candidate. And uh, he ended up putting together this large document and it had been sort of floating around at news agencies and around Congress for a couple of weeks before it got leaked online because CNN did a report and was like, hey, you know, just so everyone knows this has been uh, like both Obama and Trump have been briefed on it with like a two page really short summary of it. And since CNN said that, BuzzFeed was like, oh, cool. So I'm just going to put it online (laughs) because that's what you do. That's, you know, great journalistic integrity. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, might as well open up the discussion so everybody knows what was in there. And then all all, all the shit hit the fan because this shit <laughs> was uh, very interesting. And so before I, before I get into like the content, I do want to say, you know, as everybody else has been saying that a lot of this is unsubstantiated claims, you know, we don't have like definitive proof that a lot of this happened. I'm not going to go as far as a lot of news agencies have gone to say like, none of this is real, obviously, because I don't think that the majority of it is far fetched. Um, I think that it kind of ties into the overall narrative that we've seen. But again, since it's technically unsubstantiated, I'm not going to say, hey, this shit like literally happen and since we are facts on facts on facts we should probably like only truly talk about things that we know for certain happen uh so the overall content was just uh claiming that russia has a folder of basically blackmail content on donald trump and talked about how russia had been working with people in the trump um camp and outside of it for years to try and get him not even to win, but at least to disrupt the American system to make people have more doubt and to basically fuck up our political climate. So here's what I've been waiting to tell Diana. Oh, God. 
is that the the fun and salacious content that was written out of what might be in the blackmail content for Donald Trump. So first, first of all, they said that they had collected information on both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump when they had taken visits to St. Petersburg, but that Hillary Clinton's ended up being really boring. It was like, you know, they tapped the phones because they tap everyone's phones. It was like, but with hers, it was basically just, yeah, she was doing business and she didn't do anything else more interesting than that. Here's what the claim is about Donald Trump. Oh, God. <laughs> While he was staying in a St. Petersburg hotel, oh, no. it was, he had the presidential suite. And who had stayed in there before? It was the Obamas had stayed in that suite before. Okay. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do while I'm in here? I think I'm going to try and ruin this suite. I'm going to fuck it up in some way because I can so what the report alleges is that he hired a bunch of prostitutes. No, no, God. And he watched as they did pee play, basically, and uh, had a golden shower party. <laughs> Which is why you've probably seen what? all these tweets about him that wanting golden so showers. so much sense. Yes, no, that makes so much sense. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's why most people were just being like, so we won't talk about the salacious oh content. We'll just talk about... Because you can't just say that on NPR. Like, the report right. says that, pro- that, that sex workers peed on one another for Donald Trump's <laughs> delight. Like, you can't just... Oh, my God. <laughs> I would start listening to NPR. I right? If they did. <laughs> You're trying to get some listeners uh, in. Talk about... <laughs> you lead with that and then be like, okay, so here's some facts. <laughs> and then oh and then hashtag golden showers was trending. Oh, God. <laughs> oh Which God. was kind of upsetting because there were actual real things going yeah, on it, that it was yeah. masking. So... Funny, yeah, but it problematic also, of yes. Course. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, that part of the dossier was like two pages in. And you kind of had to like work to finish the rest of the 30 pages. <laughs> but, yeah. but I did, and I read the rest of it. And I was just like, okay, the golden showers bit is funny. You know, probably not true. Who knows? Although I wouldn't be surprised. Right. But we also can't say for certain that it happened. But the rest of the shit is so much more important. Right. It's like, yeah. hi, foreign powers are, you know, trying to infiltrate our political system and ruin it from the inside out. And I think the fact that we do know that they were interfering at at least some level, it's like, this is why I'm not going to go as far as to say none of it can be proven true. It's just, we don't know it yet. Yeah. And it, there needs to be more investigation about it. But the fact that it's even initiated or it needs to be initiated to say, oh, well, we need to investigate further to see if a foreign power um, or, sorry, the extent that a foreign power right. affected our election and affected right. who we have for president. It's it's, it's scary. Yeah. And for people uh. who are saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter. He won. Or, oh, it's not a big deal. Uh. It's like, you can't talk to me about how much you love America and how you're a patriot and then be like, I'm cool with Russia fucking all that shit up. No. So just to recap, Diana, uh. <laughs> the, the, the funny part yeah. is that maybe there was some golden showers happening. Oh, <laughs> Golden showers and espionage. And, espionage. <laughs> and of course, everybody, including me, made that pun of like, haha, glad the report was leaked. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, 
God Holy damn it, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> it is funny. I did laugh, but only because it, it was you. If anyone else did it, I'd be like, you couldn't you couldn't like do some research and see that everybody else said that on Twitter? No. But I know it was you. And it was when it was when it had just Yeah. Been, so I was part of You were of part the of first, like the I was the first yep. wave. Yeah, you were. I was mm-hmm. in the first wave of um pun makers. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't, I would say that I was if I were you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I got the I got the uh, news alert on my phone. It was like BuzzFeed releases report. And I was like, holy fuck, I got to read it right now. And so I immediately opened it up and started reading the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to wait. This is going to be a moment. All right. So oh. what's our what's our other big political? Uh, the other big thing was the vote on uh, repealing some parts of the Affordable Care Act. Um, I wanted to talk about that because there were a lot of reports going around saying that the entire Affordable Care Act was repealed or you'll no longer be able to go to a doctor with a pre-existing condition and things like that. And I think that's really irresponsible. Um, That's not exactly what happened. Not to say what they voted on isn't detrimental to what could happen or could possibly be detrimental to the Affordable Care Act in the future. Right. But right now, you're still fine. So don't freak out and be like, I'm not going to have health insurance in three months. Somebody help me. Yeah. what they voted on was they, they were basically budget cuts for the Affordable Care Act. So what they're trying to do is weaken it. The Affordable Act, Care Act can't survive without funding. It can't survive without money going into it. And they know that. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cut it off at the knees. But what that means for you, if you're on the Affordable Care Act, is that you still can go in with a pre-existing condition. You're, you can still be on your parents' insurance until you're 26. You are fine for now. Okay. It's not, and again, it's not to say that they're not going to do anything in the future. They're just making it way easy for them to cut off other parts or limbs of that. Right. Beautiful fucking care act. (sighs) (sighs) And and another thing is that both Trump and people in his um, almost cabinet have said that what they do want to have in their replacement is they do like, uh, pre-existing conditions being covered. They do like, you know, people being on their parents' insurance until they're 26, that these are provisions that they actually did like and agree with. So while we don't know for certain if it'll be cut out, because that could always change, that at least that's something that we don't have to freak about immediately. Right. So, you know, gird your loins, but don't start burning shit in the streets because you don't have health care. You're fine. Okay. At least for now. You're fine, babies. (laughs) For now. Yeah, for now. That could all change. Yeah. But in the immediate, it is definitely important to look at the actual details of what's happening. Yeah, and actually be informed on what's happening. I think that's... I'm I'm not happy that this happened, but it shows how ignorant we can be on the actual process of a repeal and how it happens slowly. It's like the fox and the grapevine. They're not just going to, like, lob off... The, the the act they're going to do it slowly but surely it's kind of like or i'm i keep using fucking analogies but you know like the frog in the pan you slowly <laughs> heat it and then it's dead you're not don't i hope you don't you're, you're not gonna die <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was a little intense although speaking of being ignorant to the process i think we got to talk about donald trump's uh like oh his oh. press conference or well, just we will. I'm just saying, oh, okay i was like I'm yes. saying, we got we got to talk about donald trump being like the repeal and their place has to happen simultaneously. And I want it in like <sighs> three weeks. That is fucking impossible. He's, he's 
trying to act like this is like some business venture. That's not how our pro- our political process works. That's not even how business ventures yeah, work. It takes years. It takes years, months. It's like his whatever. What was he? Who was he talking to? Someone in China. He was trying to get something built, and it was years. He couldn't right. get anything done. He had to go th- get the correct permits. He had to make sure that it was clear truth through their government. There are steps to getting things done, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll get that done in three weeks." He and a part of me thinks that he knows he's bullshitting. He could say whatever the fuck he wants, and his his followers will be like, "It's gonna happen." Right? Trump said it is. Right? He's not. He's not considering the fact that what he's what he's portraying is completely incorrect based on what system we have currently at its current state. Yeah, my worry is that they're gonna change how things are going. Uh, so we might not even have elections in a couple of years. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. That's no, my that's my like that is my that's my deepest fear. Yeah, because me too. people like him like to stay in power. Right. My fear is that he's going to make changes so it's easier for him to stay empowered, even if it's not him, one of his surrogates to stay in power and keep enacting these these backwards moving policies. Which we see in other foreign governments. Like yep. <coughs> Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly not allegedly they, it's fucking true right 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 right, right. so uh what's an, the other big thing we did want to talk about was this press conference <laughs> yes diana was saying some great thoughts on the ride over here remind me what i said <laughs> <laughs> That's i how, like a little stage fright <laughs> oh, you're fine no one no one listens diana <laughs> I'm fine. it's just gonna be you downloading it anyway yeah it's gonna be us everyone that's yeah. in this room is gonna be well, listening <laughs> well from what i recall on the ride i just thought like it's absolutely ridiculous how he is calling this cnn like fake news like it's baffling, just insane. And um, I don't know. Yeah. The fact that they're a very credited source to get news, just it's crazy. And and then, wait, the, it, I think the when they asked him about the tax returns. Yeah. That pissed me off. Right, so so remind, just, remind listeners, what did he do? Yeah. What did he do when he talked about the tax return stuff? He said, no, I'm not going to do that. What? I already won. <laughs> I just was like, oh, my God. Like, what? He's like, the only Every people president. Are no one cares. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Like, it, well, there wasn't we an outcry from care. Oh, my gosh. I just screamed into the mic. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, I see but you like, peeking. It always, we always cared about it. Yeah. Every And he's acting like it's just reporters. No, it's not. It's... It's absolutely terrible, and oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had never seen behavior like that. It's right, and he's assuming that the only people that are checking his integri- integrity are the media, and that's right. why he hates them so much. He's not understanding that the American people are checking his integrity mm-hmm. on a regular basis because yeah. he's the president-elect. You can't play. Oh, I'm just on TV anymore. People are looking mm-hmm. at you, and they're looking up to you, and they're expecting you to have that kind of integrity and that well, kind of truth and consistency. Too, well, no, no, there are people <laughs> that people do. Are. Yeah, oh. we don't. As frustrating as it is, he yeah. does have people that are looking up to him, and there are kids like I remember. I remember looking at Hillary Clinton as someone as, that, that I could be. Like, people are looking at him, as whether they're 12, 13, whatever, and looking at him like, I could possibly be in that position. You can't, you can't just play with shit like that. You can't assume that yeah. your influence doesn't have a ripple, ripple effect throughout the rest of the country. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. I just, I had never seen a person with that much power, like, go ham on the press like that. 
And it's yes. just that I, I know that this is what his supporter is like, that he'll right. just be off the cuff, go fucking way too far, scream at people. And it's, it's so baffling why they like that. And honestly, like what I think is one of the most important tools that we have as an electorate, we need to have a free press. Like we need to have a well-informed free press that, and you know, I've already been seeing people fucking up a lot, but it's like, it's better than there being silence. It's better than it being taken over and just them reporting what they're told to report. And what Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about is that the DC press corps is going to be banned, that they're going to have really limited access to the white house. That's one of my worries because we need information out there. We need a free flow of information and we're already seeing his attempts to, you know, in person, cut it off, (laughs) you know, by screaming at people. We've seen him, you know, take away press passes when he was just a nominee. We've seen him limit things like that. So that's what, that's one of the things that I'm worried about. And that's how this kind of control of the people begins. You control how they see you, you control what they hear, and that way you can, it's easier to control them. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Oh, great. This was an uplifting start. We're so happy. Well, it's just, we had to talk about it. There's, yeah. We, you can't ignore that shit. Yeah. And that's part of why we have this podcast, guys. We want to have fun and we want to laugh with you guys, but we also want you to be well informed. Yeah. We want you to be prepared enough to be active on your own. And sadly, we can't make some of this shit funny. Yeah. I, there's no, it's, it's so, it's so personal because. I was on the Affordable Care Act. I have friends that are on it. Yeah, I, there are I'm people one of who them. are affected. Yeah, there are people who are affected by this lack of understanding of who the American people are and what they need. So it's it's hard to joke about that shit when it's you. Yeah. So instead, we'll just say it. Yep. And then get Daily into lackity. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's go into our uh, more politically adjacent topic. <laughs> Which I, I'm still going to argue that I, I, this is all still politics. It's just a more personal kind of politics. Yeah. Social politics. Social politics. Things that I like. So our overall topic is we wanted to talk about dating slash engagement slash marriage because our dear, beautiful, wonderful friend, Diana, Sheena's got engaged. Ah. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, yes, baby. I did. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was my so. favorite thing was Jasmine putting on your wall. I know. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be chanting that at your wedding and weeping. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> you're a part. Oh, you're almost oh a part of the old married ladies crew. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's great that our numbers are increasing. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I feel like we should have like monthly meetings. We get together yeah. and just gripe. I'm not joking about that. <laughs> we just commiserate. Shit gets real. Like, who do you talk to about it? Uh, just a happy friend. Yep. Yep. And as long as we have the podcast, I wanted us to have a more, you know, vocal and public way to talk about these things because, oh my God, I love being married, but the engagement process sucks. The dating <laughs> process, getting to it. So much of it, it sucks. And, yeah, like, it and does. It's, you know, I think it's different from how it was for our parents. But, you know, the, the entire process of planning a wedding and paying for it and all of that is so different now. And it, we just got to talk about how much it fucking sucks because you're supposed to just be happy the whole time. Yeah. Um, everyone um, 
yeah, everyone who congratulates me, they're like, oh, now it's the planning and everything. And I, I just, it's so stressful. Yeah. It's this expectation of, well, how important is your day going to be? <laughs> like, it's, no, I, I, I think it's ridiculous to spend like $20,000 on a wedding. Yeah. I, I, but that's like the norm now. That is the normal. Um, I should share this experience I had a couple of weeks ago. We went to go to check out our first venue, and um, it was a lot of like emails back and forth, but the person who was coordinating the event of this place, um, she was very busy. So she, like, we finally just scheduled a place, to, a time to see it, and we go. And I think we were very clear in our emails of how much we want, like what our budget was and everything. But we go again, she asks us, what's our budget? And we're like, we're hoping to do it 10000 or less. Mm-hmm. And our guest list is close to 200 people. Jesus. <laughs> like, that is insane. Like, I was that thinking is insane. Like, <laughs> like our list started off with like maybe 100 people. Yeah. Because I didn't have a lot of family that could come. It was mostly Chris's. Right. And we were able to let them know, hey, we're cutting it down to like 75. Sorry. We can't pay for you, you know, kind of thing. Right. Not in an asshole mm-hmm. way, but but yeah, I don't know. That was pretty asshole, right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that I'm a nice kidding, person. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, and the thing is, we knew how hard that was gonna be. Yeah. Um, at the moment, we didn't want to cut anybody yet, and we just thought, well, let's just go into it, like, because none of us has ever done this before, and we're hoping to not do this again. Right. Like, right. That's so. <laughs> so we go in and we tell her our budget and our guest list, and she's like, "Oh, honey, that's never gonna happen." Like, she looked. She's like, "No, we're talking about twenty, like fifteen at least." And um, this was before we got the tour of the venue. So oh she just said that. And we're like, well, well I guess you could show us the rooms. Like, we're not going <laughs> to. That we're not going to get. And, and the thing is, like, she was saying, well, we can work with what you're trying to do. But um, you have to understand you're not going to get a lot out of your budget. And so we realized, well, how hard do we have to work at getting this whole venue? Yeah. And we did love it. It was a great venue, but we thought it is a per person plate, like a uh, per person. <sighs> that's like, where they get you. And that's where they get you. And so now we are, after seeing that, seeing that um, she told us to email and so we could get a proposal. But after that, I was like, we're not going back. No. No, fuck no, that. <laughs> fuck that. No. Exactly. So now we're just looking at venues where we can just go. And we could bring the food, and we're just f- trying to figure that out. And it's 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 stressful because um, that's DIY, and so um, there ad- there's more stress to that. But yeah. I'd rather do that than spend the extra money that we don't need, like cocktail hour and some hors d'oeuvres. Like that's just <laughs> not us. <laughs> and yeah, you, if someone had that, just you, it has to be announced in that way, right? That's what makes it worth it. Cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the venue needs to come with yeah. an old-fashioned English butler. That's what I'm saying. If I'm paying yes. per plate, I better right. get an old-fashioned yeah. English butler. Like, 
yeah. Alfred yeah. better be showing up right before I right before I'm announced. <laughs> yeah, so he can announce me the food, everything. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, <laughs> would you like one lump or two in your tea? I have a really bad Aww. British accent, and I'll stop now. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our issue at the moment, and. Um, yeah, and so, and then there's the whole food thing where we were kind of coming up with a menu, and then um, Max wanted to Max. That's my fiance. That's another term. I'm sorry. Have like when you guys were newly engaged, was it weird to call your fiance your fiance? <laughs> uh, I mean, I was ready. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember how you were. Like, this <laughs> like, is my fiance, everybody. This is and we're gonna get married. Yeah. And this is my fiance. I was, I was like so ready to do it. And wow. I, <laughs> yeah. So I'm that girl. Well, what did I say when you found when I found out you were getting married? <laughs> he hadn't proposed yet. <laughs> oh God, that's and I say, right. And he said, she "I will said, never forget yeah. this." Hold on, let okay. me tell the story. Oh, so okay. Liz is talking about how she's planning her dinner, her engagement dinner. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, this is how it's going to happen. We already have the ring. This is how he's going to propose. And Anna's like, wow, you're really uh, hands-on there, Liz. And, and, like, and, um, and that's when I fell in love with Diana. I like, Yay! I just, just want to point out, when Diana's telling me the story of her engagement, they're like, oh, he did it before I thought he was. We had planned to do it on this day. I, and, I, and I wanted so badly to be what? like, bitch, mm. what okay. was this? <laughs> were you planning ahead? Of I was not. I was not. Okay. You, you were like, oh, no. We were let me do explain. It on New Year's. Well, because he told me we were going to do it on New Year's. Hmm. I did not <laughs> pressure him at all. Okay, that's fair. I. I you can talk to him. Uh, okay, Liz, you were pressuring for real. <laughs> like, like, where my ring at? I thought we ordered it. It's true. <laughs> and I got what I wanted, so I feel great. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any of that. There was no like. There's no real proposal and we kind of kept our marriage a secret for a little bit so there was no fiance stage it was just like boyfriend husband yeah so i kept calling him my boyfriend after we were married it was so weird and one yeah. of my coworkers was like you're married who's your boyfriend jasmine huh dun, dun, dun. got a little sancho <laughs> on the side oh shit <laughs> oh <laughs> i don't i don't well, what what jasmine and i both did okay what jasmine did first and then i stole her plan <laughs> was you guys did a, a small intimate ceremony first uh and that's sort of why you kept it a secret right yeah we'd wanted to i honestly don't know why we kept it a secret now i don't really remember i think it was more about chris's parents yeah uh he didn't want them to know we were married and still we were still living with them at the time and um he just didn't want us want them to say oh you're married and you're still living with us like why I don't get that. I think if there's nothing really they can do about it after you're married. Like, sure. Right. <laughs> but I, I respected that. And we kept it under wraps until maybe two months later. But it was private because we wanted it to be focused on us. I think that's why I did it, why I agreed to it. I wanted to be focused on us. All the weddings that I heard about, it was more about what my mom wanted to be and to be a part of it or what my dad wanted to be a part yes. of it. And it's less focused on the couple. And I was like, if I'm marrying this dude and I'm going to have to clean up like his socks and shit, I want to make sure that I'm okay with that for the rest of my life. Exactly. And I need him to be, to feel the same. I don't want him influenced by what his parents are saying. I want him to know that he yes. wants to be with me. And I think that's why we wanted just this really small ceremony with people that we really cared about, cared about. And then 
eventually we planned a bigger wedding. It was still only 75 people. We kept it small. We're not very, we don't like a lot of attention. Which right. is weird because I'm yes. on a, a podcast. <laughs> and you both do podcasting. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, well, then you get attention, but you don't have to look in somebody's face while you're doing it. Right. It's different with then just being the center of attention <laughs> for hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's different. We both didn't want that. We both, we both get kind of awkward around that. So we kept it small to people yeah. that can... Understand, understand that it's yeah. like yeah. look at me look at me but don't actually because i don't want to like have to look back at you and interact yeah it's like a one-way street well yeah that's <laughs> i feel like the ceremony needs to be like short sweet you know just like mm, yeah just it's I, not gonna be like that no, no. i'm sorry that's cute. we got us we we got we got us we got <laughs> us girl i don't know but you know <laughs> we we got it to a point where it was short enough like we ended at like nine mm-hmm. but there's no way you can have a ceremony that's like in out food go you know right well i mean for me well i was just mainly talking about the vows part you know i feel like that's such a such a personal thing that i don't feel like telling that in front of 200 people and he feels the same way like he's he's like no no we'll just keep it short and yeah just because i mean if i'm not disregarding the vows thing like if you want to do that that's great but for me that's like i yeah i don't like the spotlight on me i just want to look everyone to look at my dress and say you look beautiful you know but like you look so good in formal wear (laughs) i haven't seen her in formal wear oh oh gosh shut up up. there is (laughs) diana no don't do this no formal wear and she knows it no (laughs) okay don't yell into the mic like that okay i'm sorry wrong (laughs) no puppet no puppet fake news (laughs) fake news well okay so diana is a musician and i have been lucky enough to see her do a couple senior recitals your master recital and Every time you do that, and I I you did a junior one too, right? (laughs) Yeah, I did a junior one. So every time (laughs) that musicians do that in college, you always come out with like this gorgeous dress, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) And Diana's everyday wear is really casual. Or it used to, it used to be when you, when it was like, college age you were really casual so yeah it's like just a hoodie I was and a jeans every day yeah. Yeah. and you know you looked great but <laughs> <laughs> but then she comes out it's like <laughs> like she's just wa- like gliding across the stage like hello i'm a goddess and, and everybody <laughs> no. like, like you sounded great you know you're a great <laughs> performer but all that anybody could talk about was just like did you see her ass <laughs> no, <laughs> like, she looks oh, so good. Oh gosh! And one one of my cherished moments is uh, one of those nights that we were hanging out and drinking, and uh, our friend was oh, giving gosh. you their no. friend was giving you one of her old formal dresses that she didn't fit into anymore. And Diana comes down the this stairs. This is why I was hesitant <laughs> on showing up on this podcast. Just disclaiming that right now. <laughs> Diana comes down the Liz. stairs in like a really gorgeous dress, and she's just like, I look good but i <laughs> come on and it, that and was a long time did. ago we you had did. a few drinks yeah okay we all we all say that but no you you do genuinely look amazing oh, i'm man. very much looking forward to your wedding day because you're gonna look amazing no <laughs> but yeah like i just yeah i just don't like being that completely vulnerable like in front of a lot of people so i just want the ceremony to be short and yeah, just that makes sense. I I mean, I wasn't expecting a big wedding. Like the two hundred thing was not like 
oh yeah, that's yeah, that sounds about right. To me, I was utterly shocked yeah. that we knew so much people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially me and my side of the family. We're kind of just homebodies, and we just—I mean, yeah—we don't. At least I don't go out anymore and everything, and so. I like lost in touch with a lot of my friends and even by losing touch, just, I don't know how it's still like around 200. I I was, I don't I, know either girl. Cause well, that was at 100 and I was like, wow, that is a lot. Of I know. People. No, that's the same reaction from everyone. I told my sister who's my maid of honor. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so she like, she said, well, how many people are there? And I said, Oh, like 200. And, her reaction was like 200 how <laughs> is that possible and i everyone everyone i talked to everyone's shocked and i don't know why i'm just like a personable person no i'm kidding well, that, that was my worry so yeah. uh jose and i stole chris and jasmine's thing where we we just did we did a, a small thing and then our idea was like oh we'll we'll do like a legitimate wedding later and I think we're just going to keep skipping that because um, I, I like living my life now and I don't want to give up all the money it would take to do the wedding. Right. But <laughs> right. So what we ended up doing is we went to the courthouse yep. and uh, just our parents were there and my brother. And then we went to his parents' house and we had a big party in the backyard mm-hmm. and it was perfect. It yep. was everything I wanted it to be. It was wonderful. Right. And but when we were still just thinking about having, you know, a real ass wedding i was really worried about the guest list just knowing how mm-hmm. big his family is yes it was like if we're just <laughs> yes. doing the people in southern california i'm like that guest list is gonna hit at least 200 yep and that yep. was something that you know that's the, yep. that's kind of the reason why we decided not to do it is because we we would be footing the entire bill ourselves and we had just put down a lot of money on a house like we mm-hmm. just bought the house and we're like, if we're going to save up for a wedding, we're not going to be married for a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know? So we're like, eh, fuck it. Like, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, we didn't want to spend all that money on one day. Right. We wanted it to be, we wanted our focus to be on our life for years. Right. It's like wedding or house. Mm. Yeah. Which I, think is, I think it's really cool because I feel like more people in our generation are thinking that way. They're thinking yeah. about, yeah. okay, we're married now, but that's just one day. We need to figure out how we're going to pay rent, how right. we're going to go on a big vacation for our honeymoon if we yeah. can. If you guys are both working, right. it might be hard because mm-hmm. we didn't have a honeymoon, really. We just no. we stayed at like a hotel in Disneyland for a couple of days and was like, all right, back to work, bitches. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So it's not always an option that people have. You have to mm-hmm. think about where you're going to be in two or three or 10 years not, not just that night we we counted the trip that we took last year as our honeymoon so we did it like a couple years later and that yeah. was really just because his work uh he works at a place that is in the travel industry and so they offered us to do one of their travel uh packages and we're like cool this is our honeymoon right like we could just say that yeah <laughs> we could just say that <laughs> yeah we're great this is our honeymoon yeah we've yeah. been married for what three years and i need I still need to plan a honeymoon. We'd have like little trips here and there, but we haven't had like a week with just us. And we're like, this is our honeymoon. You know, it's usually like, Oh, we're going to hang out with family for a week in Durango or something. We haven't had like a just us kind of honeymoon. I feel like a honeymoon is such a status symbol at this point that so many couples are skipping it and unable to do it for various reasons, like either money or they have kids or, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people skip it now. And the idea of somebody just doing that classic, like, 
I had my big ass wedding. Now I'm going on this glamorous ass. Uh, I'm going to take a week off of work. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's <laughs> like, like how? How? I'm like, how do you do how? that? <laughs> I how? I mean, my overall thing is that I, you know, when I was talking about this upcoming podcast and I kept telling my parents like, man, I'm so excited. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about the reality and how much it fucking sucks. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh, it didn't suck for me. And, and I felt like <laughs> enough people in not who were not millennials had said enough times like, oh, well, you know, I didn't hate the process that much. Most of them would say, oh, but I did fight with my mom <laughs> or I did fight with my family at yeah. some point. Yeah. But enough of them said that, that I started thinking, oh, wait, no, maybe this is just something that our generation is going through because my idea about it is that I think that it's become the wedding industry has become a true ass industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's enough evidence out there that if people say, hey, I want to use your venue for a party, that you're going to get better rates than if you're like, it's a wedding. Oh, yes. Yeah. They go nuts when it comes to weddings. Like, even the venue we had, it was super bare bones. It was just, like, a hall. We wanted to start there. Like, if we got Mm -hmm. the tables from fucking Party City, I didn't care. Like, I just needed a hall and start there. Right. And as soon as they heard it was for a wedding, they were like, oh, well, we can get linens for you. Well, now you have to get the linens from us. Now you have to get the tables and chairs from us. Right. It just it becomes this bigger thing where you have to be like, nah, right. nah, nah, nah. I'm here for the hall. Yeah. You know, and it's really it's really hard to say no, especially if they have certain packages that seem way That's, easier yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do way more planning because I, I wanted to keep it low budget. If yes. you want less planning, you're probably gonna have to pay more for exactly. food and linens oh, and everything. Yeah. And they like know twice or three times. Yeah, as much. yeah they know that, and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna squeeze you for that because they don't want right. they, you know they know you don't want to be stressed out this entire right. time. It is a true convenience fee. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and, and that's why now weddings will cost like twenty thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, which is fucking insane. Like I'm thinking about putting a down payment on buying something like a house yeah. or a condo. That's what that money is exactly. for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's your down payment. Money. Yeah. My my our wedding was like maybe two or three grand. That's it. That's it. It was something that I could could save for in like three months (laughs) and just pay it off and live our lives. I did not want to think about, oh, we took out a loan for this wedding. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of people have to do now. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. (laughs) And it's really, it's, it's just the whole thing is so goddamn frustrating sometimes. And I, and I feel like what is extra frustrating is if you're, if this is like a heterosexual wedding and if you're the bride, then you know, what people are expecting is that you're just going to be extremely happy the entire time that, yeah. that, that, oh, yeah. that A, you love the attention, no. that B, <laughs> that, that you're just like living on cloud nine while you're doing this whole thing. Right. And if you don't, which I think is reasonable, if you're like, no, I'm fucking stressed out right mm-hmm. now. I'm tired. I have all these things to do so that I can save us money, but still mm-hmm. get something beautiful. Right. Then it's like, oh, you must not really be excited about being married. Like you yeah. must not love your fiance that much. And it's like, uh, these are two separate not things. True. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is You're completely like, not true. I fucking love my and fiance. I hate that. I hate that. Like you're just being measured to this one party. That is only one day. Mind right. you, it's, it's only just a couple one hours. day. And well, that's another thing, but like, <laughs> no, no, not, like, it is not, just it is a not a couple hours, hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. but the, the wedding itself. Yeah. And so it's just one day and I just, I'm already in debt from school. Right. Um, I went to a school that was out of state. So it's just, I'm $85,000 in debt and it is 
not that I'm crippled by it. Like I'm paying it right now, whatever. It's fine. No big deal. We could, that's a whole different subject, but (laughs) I am not going to spend an extra $20,000 on just one day. That's ridiculous. I'd rather have that $20,000 go to my loans. If I had the money, it just go over there. But no, I think that adds into it, especially if we're expecting people to get married right after college, Mm -hmm. you know, most students are now have at least, $30,000 in student loans when they graduate. And like, that's bare minimum. That's like, if you went to a state school, right. You know, if you did anything, if you did a private college, you're fucking fucked. (laughs) If you did anything out of state, then you're fucked. And it's like, so on top of all of that, you know, there's this expectation that you're going to have a gigantic, beautiful, wonderful wedding. That's like, that should have been on TV. (laughs) Yes. Uh. It's like, how is that feasible? Right. And so it's I think it's it's completely not feasible. It's just this idea we've we've built on ourselves or the idea that our our, the generations that that came before us built on us with completely different types of income and completely completely different economy. Right. I think most people are adapting to the economy and the lifestyle that we have currently. And it doesn't accommodate that. Right. Especially with student loans. There's no goddamn way. I think there's a couple things like for our parents' generation, it either was more feasible because cost of living was completely different. College was a lot cheaper. And so it was a little bit easier to have like your dream wedding, but that A, cost a lot less and B, a lot of people didn't even do that. Like it used to be a lot more common. You would just have like a nice community wedding of like, you were only inviting your family and your friends and it was like where you'd grown up. And so it's, it's just such a completely different arena. And so one of the big stresses that a lot of us are having is finding a way to communicate to our parents. I know what you've always dreamed of. But unless you're paying a whole lot out of pocket for me, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. I had family that legit cried when I told them that we got married like in secret. Right. You know, they were very heartbroken because in their like Belizean weddings, it's like it's all about the family. The family stayed throughout the entire process. And I kind of cut them out of that. And they were like, well, this is against everything that we kind of hoped. And yeah. I was like, well, this is everything that I wanted. So yeah. I and I, I love my family. I think we, we might be unhealthy how close we are. But <laughs> <laughs> but it this was something that I had to do on my own. It was something I had to plan on my own. And how do you say how do you say, well, this is for me and have your family not interpret that as, oh, you just don't like me or, oh, you you don't really care about me. It was really difficult. Right. Right. I think my favorite thing. So first of all, you know, I like most people, I definitely fought with my mom leading up to my wedding, which is, which is really common. And Mm -hmm. I think it was common, not just for us, but for previous generations, there's like what most people will say is like, oh, you know, it was pretty simple, but I did still fight with my mom. So my mom and I did fight about our my wedding and um, a lot of it was just trying to communicate like this is it's very different now. I can't do the same things that you want me to be able to do because I can't afford it. And, you know, everything's great now. I my mom and I have a great relationship. Everything's cool. Uh, but one of the things that she said, and I think it really just encompassed everything was I told her like, Hey, you know, Jose's family is really big and we can't, and it would be like 200 people minimum. And I, we can't afford that. And my mom goes, what you think your princess Diana? Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, princess Diana, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for appreciating my joke. Diana. <laughs> oh, 
Thank you for liking I my joke. <laughs> I will always love your joke. <laughs> well, at least Would you have a ride or die on those. Because I'm like, I'm fickle as fuck when it comes to Liz's jokes. But it's okay because I get it back from Liz too. This is why I need Diana here just to laugh at the things that I say. <laughs> what I love is if I send something funny or something I think is funny to Liz and she just doesn't respond. I'm like, you could just tell me it's not funny, Liz. Yeah. Like, Damn. I really think it's funny. I'm really bad at texting back. Everybody knows that. I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. I just continue doing whatever I've been doing. Y'all hear her lying over here. Oh, she just didn't think true. it was funny. I think I I love your texts. I'm just really bad at saying things back. It's okay. You can, I'm glad you love them because I still send them anyway. No response or not. <laughs> I do appreciate it. It's silent. It's a silent appreciation. It's a golf clap. I got you. Okay. It's like, a good job, Jasmine. <laughs> Truly, you are mining the correct memes to send to me. <laughs> I appreciate your humor. I don't know why I turned into the like Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was getting more and more Vaderish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently, that's my alter ego. Is that accurate? Uh, Let's, uh, no. I hate send. When it comes to wedding planning, maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, from, from a, from more of a feminist standing, I think that these are really important topics to discuss. And one, one thing that I haven't brought up yet, but I think is really true is how frustrating it is that people will treat your engagement and you're getting married, it's like, ah, finally, you have completed the one thing we wanted you to do. With right. you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. forget my career right. and going to school and yeah. like actually benef- feeding into yeah. my, my life as a person individually. But no, oh, no, no. no, being married to someone that you kind of don't really know. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. That's the greatest thing in my life. Man, fuck <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. You've like, accomplished it all. Or like having kids. <laughs> or like, yes. let's just, people oh, think that, oh, God. having kids is just the ultimate thing. It's like, well, nope, yeah, it's not, it's, no. it's kind of like when you've already done the ultimate thing. That's when you have kids, when you're like, I traveled, yeah. I did all this awesome shit. Now I can invest in someone else's life, this little stranger person, you know? This is why I am so big about good comprehensive sex education because I want children to be a choice. I want it to be something that people are like, yeah, this is the right moment. This is the right time. And I'm so happy that I have avoided getting pregnant <laughs> <laughs> by choice that I've been like, no, I'm, I'm only going to do this when it's the right moment. And, you know, people say like, well, it's never the right time. I'm like, okay, sure. But I'd rather it be not the right time, but with like money in the bank. Yes. Then it be not the right time. And I'm crying because I don't know how anything's going to happen. I don't know it's going to do this. Right. And I have so much goddamn respect for the people that do that. I have so much respect for the people that like that have struggled through it. Yes. I, I want them to live and to prosper and to like continue being badasses I also want that situation to happen way less often than it does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's a it's a huge responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. I did it. I got You're good. stuck You're on good. a word. Anyway, you know we do that all the time. Response to titty. Thank you for saving me there, Liz. <laughs> it's a huge responsibility. Damn, she got some huge response to titties. <laughs> and I ruin I just, everything. I don't know. Like with my police. <laughs> Please stop. I'm trying to keep going and I just can't. <laughs> well, it's because we keep interrupting you. <laughs> no. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hey. No, but it's it's one um I don't know. I saw my parents dealing with raising me, my two younger sisters. It's not easy. And oh. I think a lot of 
okay, I'm this is a general statement. I'm not saying this is everyone, <laughs> but I don't think people get know how hard it is until they actually have the kid. And yeah. then then when they do have the kid, then they tell you, God, it's so hard. And yeah. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why do you think I'm here with not a kid? <laughs> like it's just it's 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 oh gosh, it's you're never gonna stop worrying about the child. Right. Even when the child is 18, it doesn't end there. No. And like, um, you know, I have this adult student. I teach clarinet, but, and, and so we talk. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so my adult student, he says the easy, like the easiest part is th- like the nine months after that. Sure. It's just, okay. Yeah. Like that's a whole, yeah. But like, it's like after that, you're, you're just, you're constantly worried. And for me, I, I like myself and my life the way it is right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, yeah, I want this other life, but I also like being a little selfish right yes. now. Yeah. And you have another person that you're not even married yet. You still have to get to know I yourself know. as a married person and get to know you and yeah. your partner as a married couple. You kind of have to find your balance before you bring in something oh, that throws yes. it off. Oh, yes. You know, it's something so. I didn't believe until it happened when people would say, oh, no, it does feel different being married I'd be like I don't know how the fuck it can you know I already live with Jose I already do all this and it really did like driving away from the courthouse I was like oh shit this is like a palpable difference it was like that commitment and the how much the legal system was now tied up in its potential disillusion (laughs) that weighed on me I was like oh Oh my God. You're stuck. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no like, take backsies. Yeah, no take backs. It was just like, oh my God, this, it really is different. Yeah. I, we have said this in front of our family mm-hmm. and now the state of California is involved and the federal government yep. is involved and it, it really did feel different and it's something that will be fun for you to experience. <laughs> You'll, in the moment, I'm going to say in the moment, it is so awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. It is. Well, Planning it is a pain in the ass. Oh but once God. you're like yeah. staring into you, Max's eyes and Aww. maybe not reading your vows, I don't know what you're going to do, <laughs> and dancing with him and then seeing how much his family cares yeah. about him oh, in that yes. moment, it's oh just, it moves you. That's one thing I feel so fortunate about is that like we have two loving families that love us and love the other person. Like my family loves Max and I think yeah, they, they actually prefer him over me, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and then the way his parents are to me, it's just oh my gosh. It's just insane. And it's it feels right, you know, and um I'm just fortunate that we all get along because I can't imagine this whole process being easier when I mean if we didn't get along. And so yeah. oh, I am God, yeah. I'm definitely lucky in that. But I think one of my favorite things was uh, you and Max had only been dating for a little while and yeah. it was your birthday and we go over to your parents' birthday place. again. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she called you out. I was like, I always call her out on that. She I, always calls. She yeah. said it four times there like so in one words. conversation and it took me a while to realize what are you saying? I have problems <laughs> pronouncing certain words. Yeah, but I, I think it's adorable. But anyways, continue. Thank you. Continue. Thank you. So it was your birthday. <laughs> it was your birthday. And uh, your mom is just on, oh god. Your mom is on cloud nine with Max being there and like he was so good with your family like the fact that he came in 
this adorable little like white Jewish boy <laughs> and is speaking Spanish to them. Yes. Like obviously yes. they're going to love him right off the oh, bat. Oh yes. And then he's like cooking and doing all of this. And your mom is just like, Oh my God. And she yeah. says to me, she's like, I remember she goes, if Diana messes this up, <laughs> which is a, yes, she said that it's a great way to start it. It's like, I would be the one on the couch crying. <laughs> like I would be the one with the ice cream, like crying and missing him. And she said it to me like five times. Oh, yeah. Like this was her great. She hadn't eaten. She had one glass of wine and oh, that was it. Your mom. That's like the great moments for your mom when she's like just on the edge of tipsy. Oh, yes. I loved it. Yeah. And it was, and it, but it was so sweet and I loved it because like, I think we've all been in the situation where you're dating somebody and their family doesn't love you. And how great it is when it's different, when mm-hmm. it's how I hope it is for most people where you have in-laws that you can get along with and you're not going to love them forever. Like you're always going to, there's always going to be a little bit of something right. there, but when it's somebody, when it's a family that can embrace you yeah. and is like ready to claim you as their own and can yeah. just really celebrate it on that day and going forward at yeah. all of the family functions you're going to be at, like it's, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, on when my uh, Max met my parents the first time, it was New Year's Day, and we only had been dating like three months. It, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like, Aww. I don't know how it, it was one of those things where like we had no plans in New Year's, and I think my I don't know. I think I just wanted it chill. I didn't want to go out. So, anyways, Max shows up and um, and then like we go through the entire night, and then it was you know, time to go home. And I was saying goodbye to my mom, my mom. And she's like, that is my new son-in-law. And I was like, mom, shut up. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I wish I would have had that with my family. They're so, we're so tight knit that when you try to bring someone new into the fold, they're like, who the fuck is a stranger? And it was really well, hard for Chris to come into it, that. It was like that. Like, my parents are, they were not, like, the way they are right now, they were not like that when I was growing up, especially when I was starting to date. It was, it was so, I I didn't have them meet anybody. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. they weren't, they weren't allowed. And um, It's I, so crazy because I was the same way. Chris yeah. is the only person that I've dated that they've met. Yeah. It's always been like a secret right. or it's like, you have a boyfriend, but you're right. never going to meet him. Especially <laughs> with my dad, just with, um... He's not a mean person at all. He's a stubborn person, but he's not mean. He has w- good intentions. It's, but the idea of one of my boyfriends meeting my dad was probably one of the biggest things that I was avoiding just because I knew it wasn't going to go down well. And it's not like he, my dad wanted to meet them. They're like, I don't want to, he's like, I don't want to see them. Yeah. And so with Max, I was very nervous about that. But, you know, then he started talking Spanish to my mom and I was like, oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Honestly, as, as somebody who knew enough Spanish, but was too nervous to say it out loud, if you're marrying into a Spanish speaking family, that's the best thing you could possibly yes. do. That's what I fucked up with for years. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this, this could have been even smoother if I had just spoken oh, Spanish. Gosh. Like that's the, if you're walking in there as yeah. a white person, you got it. Yeah. Or not yeah. even just speaking Spanish, just being sensitive to their culture. Yeah. Because 
for Chris, he had no idea what it was to be Belizean. To him, I'm, sure. I was just, I was a black girl, you know, I was African-American or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, nope, there's this tinge of like other culture there. So be sensitive to that. And yes. like we have long ass parties and my, my mm-hmm. family gets drunk and talks about black Jesus, you know, <laughs> or why they're not Catholic anymore. And then the drunker they get, the more Belizean Creole comes in. You might not understand them. You know, there are some things that he had to be sensitive to and right. had to kind of... I think he loved me enough to actually do research on it and, and, and actually ask questions about it. And I think that's a big thing. If you don't yeah. know, at least ask. Don't be oh, an yeah. asshole and be like, oh, I know. Max, yeah, he, yeah, he asked all the time. And as bad as it sound, when it came to like serious questions like traditions with Catholic, you know, because that's how I was raised. You know, I couldn't really answer questions because I was like, I haven't been to church in like years. But, he, you know, he's like so respectful of traditions and everything that, Oh, God. So basically, when it came to the ceremony, I think you know where I'm going with this. So basically, uh, like the day after we got engaged, we came back because it was my mom's birthday and we wanted to, you know, just take her out and, you know, watch a movie and come back and have dinner, whatever. So he asks my family, is there any traditions <laughs> that I'm you sorry. would appreciate at the wedding? And I All looked right. at him like, what are you doing? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And the thing is, like, he said it. It was done. I <laughs> was like, it was too late. It looks like we both agreed to do this. So <laughs> I might as well just go on the same team. And But then, like, it didn't seem like they were going to say anything, especially my mom. Like, my mom's really chill about this. She's like, whatever you need, like, just let me know. Um, I'm here to help, whatever. I'm not gonna, so I like appreciate that. But then my dad like thought about it and he's like, well, I would really like a Catholic priest dun, to marry dun, dun. you guys. Oh boy. And he's like, the only reason I'm saying this is because he asked. I wouldn't say anything. And I was like, no, okay. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. And so now, like, it's one of those things where I thought I never pictured a Catholic priest at all in my wedding. And so, and, like, it was just one of those things where, like, my dad, you know, uh, being in El Salvador in the 1980s, it was a very rough time. And so he needed religion to help him get through those tough times, which is fine. It's great. I'm, I'm glad. And, um... But now he wants this at the ceremony. So I'm like, well, <laughs> and it's like I when he when he gave his reasoning, like really, this just it would just make me feel better. Um, just try at least like not like not like you have to have it. Like, just try. I would appreciate it if you just tried. And I was like, well, God, fine. All right, I'll yeah, do it. You have to at least ask around. <laughs> I need to now ask around. And I thought, oh, gosh. And I looked at Max like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> and, you know, because he's thinking about traditions like, you know, when uh, Jewish people get married, like the breaking the glass, right. having the, the altar, the hopa, <laughs> like, I think I said it right, but <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but, close enough. No, yeah. And so, and I, and I told him like, there are no traditions like that. You get married in front of the priest and that's it. You kneel and that's it. <laughs> you, you kneel and that's it. There's nothing like a tradition, a cute breaking the glass. Like there's nothing like that with us. It's like, you better not do this or you're going to hell, you know, like you better like <laughs> not divorce <laughs> or you're going to hell. And, 
And yeah. And then the idea of talking to a priest, I, you know, just being asked, well, are you going to raise your children Catholic? And it's like, oh, God. Are you guys going to do that like <laughs> after marriage or before marriage, like counseling thing or retreat? Like what retreat? The Catholic thing? Yeah. No, I I don't want anything Catholic at all. Like the thing is like. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> too late, Diana. I don't know. Oh. It's too late to back. It's like, oh my, what? Diana, can you not do that again into the mic? <laughs> there is literally a block. I'm sorry. Like, that there was my any varying levels. I am it was a just very, a block of sound. I am a very animated person. I love so your method I don't, noises. <laughs> I will not do that again. I'm it, so it, power, sorry. it overpowered anything else. On the I am so sorry for ruining your ears yeah. at this moment. So oh, that was hilarious. I was like, oh shit! I don't think we've ever gotten that loud before. Well, that's what you get when you invite me. Breaking <laughs> barriers. Um, well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how the process is really when it comes to this. Um, you know, just. I mean, I I honestly don't think it's going to get further than researching and talking to priests. I feel like, I really feel like they won't marry us, which I'm okay with, you know. But it's like, I have to try, now that I said to my dad that I will try. But then, yeah, so. Well, both you, Diana, and Jasmine had weddings and marriages of, like, blended faiths. So... How is that? <laughs> Blended faiths? Like, well, we just do all the... Are you talking about me and Max? Like, Yeah. Um, no, you and your other husband. Yeah. yeah. You and your Sancho. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, well, like, uh, we're not very religious. That's the thing. And I think that's the reason why it worked out well for us. Right. So... Uh, we just make sure that we're there on the major holidays, which we do. And the hard part is splitting. Well, this was the hard part for me, splitting Christmas with both families Mm -hmm. that like, it was like with Thanksgiving, it made sense, you know, have an early dinner with his parents and then have a late dinner with me. And, but um, Christmas was one of those things where I thought, were the benefits of being with a, a Jewish person. I just thought, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't have to worry year. about it. Yes. But then this year, well, you know, while we were dating, I realized, no, they celebrate Christmas. And oh, they do both? They do both. They do Christmas. And- Sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And so this year we um, split it up between the families. But then um, it was one of those things like when I had to leave Christmas Day for my parents, like I was a, I was very bummed. I just it was one of those things where like I had to say goodbye to a certain um, routine that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not saying goodbye. Obviously, it's like I'm spending time with them. But like the idea of like not spending an entire on Christmas Day with my family, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. I had to I had to get yeah. used to that, too, because for us, it was like a three day affair. Like my Grammy would start prepping, you know, the yeah. pre Christmas Eve and then yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, we all get together. All, yeah, we mm-hmm. all get together. And that's when we eat like dinner. Like we do everything Christmas yes. Eve and then Christmas Day. We'll have family over yep. for a little bit. But that's just yeah. like chilling, doing nothing. Exactly. You know, everything you know, like even wrapping presents and stuff. It's yeah. like drinking and, and making food yeah. and stuff. And I, I had to kind of I couldn't partake in that anymore because I had another person to invest my time in and yes. another family I had to invest my time it, in. 
it's a little uh it was it was hard because it, there's so much tradition so much so much of your childhood and who you are it's, in those you're, processes you're saying goodbye to it that's yeah, yeah you, you're you are yeah. you are and you yeah. have to and what chris told me it's like you know it's goodbye to that but what we're building is our own traditions exactly. and you have to understand that that's how it works and yeah. i'm like okay uh, <laughs> but i mean it is hard it's, it's, it's hard you know you're you're it's you're coming from just one family and now you're a part of three basically yeah. oh yeah yeah it's like your family their family and then the one that you're building together absolutely right yeah. right and it's a big change it was it was definitely hard because when we first dated like we dated in october and so when it came to thanksgiving christmas it was like yeah we were doing our own thing like sure and then it was too early to do the it was blended too one. early right. yeah oh no we did that we were dating <laughs> really? let me tell you how how it started when chris and i first started let dating. me tell you how so we were dating for like officially no no not even officially really like we just started like seeing each other the week before i met his parents because oh, sure. it was like so close oh. to christmas like our first date was like december 9th or fourth or some shit like that and then all of a sudden i'm at like christmas breakfast with this family so after that we kind of made it blended where Mm -hmm. it was like the following year it was okay we'll spend breakfast with your family and then dinner with mine Mm -hmm. and then like we were married and we're like this is just how it's gonna be forever (laughs) yeah but we started we started that i might say it's way too early but we're already invested i was like we're just gonna be we're gonna be together forever but um yeah that was it's kind of no it's aw now it's creepy then it's like i I was only with him for a week i got you beat (laughs) jose and i weren't even officially dating like we had the night before i met his family we we said that we liked each other and then the next day I saw his family and it was when, when I went to go see them, it wasn't as his girlfriend, it was like as his roommate. And so we kind of, it was like kind of okay. But, uh, one of his friends was like, Oh God, he's, he's so Mexican. He's like, I like you now. Here's my family. Yeah. <laughs> which is what, which is as that far what, as that's what his Salvadorian friends. <laughs> that's how, that's how Belizeans are too. Although it was the opposite. Yeah, I met Chris's yeah. family before he, he met mine, you know, mm-hmm. which is like, which my family was not okay with, but they're fucking crazy. <laughs> like I got to ease people into that shit. I know. Like Chris is I, still getting used to my nutty family. Like, yeah. My Grammy, oh, yeah. she still tells me it's like, you know, if anything happens, I have my machete with me. Yeah. And it's like you can't you can't keep you telling can't. people that, Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot keep announcing that you have a no. weapon. <laughs> no. It took a while for my parents to meet Jose, but that was like a sort of a religious thing where, you know, there was either scheduling conflicts or they were like, Well, we're just a little uncomfortable that, you know, you guys live in sin. I don't think they ever used that phrase, but it was essentially that was sort of what yeah. they meant was like, we just don't agree with that. And so it's kind of hard to meet him under that circumstance. I remember yeah. that. But yeah. once they did meet him, they immediately loved him. And, you know, they liked him before that, too, because I would obviously tell all the best stories and they knew that he treated me well, that he protected me. So they did like him immediately. It was just hard for them to meet him. And yeah. it was a little different because, you know, I met Jose's family like three seconds after. Right. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, they didn't know that we were about to start dating. But when I met them uh, for the second time and it was official, it was really yeah. soon after as well. It was like maybe the next week. And it was great because <laughs> his mom brought out the baby pictures uh, oh and God. his brother brought out the Patron. And it oh, was just man. great. See, like, this, yeah. is what, this is 
what I was I was dreading, but my family didn't do that. They didn't they didn't do Aww. that. I don't think my grandma got a chance to do that actually. My dad is waiting for us to visit Chicago. He has all of my naked baby pictures. <laughs> okay, He's good. planning on making a big giant poster, which you think it's a joke, <laughs> but he will do it. The thing about my dad is he'll he'll make a joke like, Oh, I'm gonna throw you in the pool. Oh, I'm gonna ruin your day by showing up in cutoff shorts. He will do it. He will do it. Oh, do not God. dare him. Do not say, Oh, ha ha, you're not gonna do it. He will double down. I love a dad in cutoff shorts. Yeah. <laughs> mm, what? <laughs> not, not, not to be that's kind of weird. That was a weird oh, statement. <laughs> no take back. It's true. I'm not editing I'm that not shit out. I'm not going to take it out. I'm not taking it I back. I love a dad cut out. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> oh, but it's so funny. It's like when my dad does stuff like that, I realize I marry someone that's a lot like him because Chris is the same way. <laughs> you cannot tell Chris not to do something. Yeah. Like even, okay, we went to the light because this is a tangent to any kind of, well, no, it's marriage stuff. Anyway, <laughs> we like, we used to have like really cute library dates and we would go and look Aww. for books together and that's movies. adorable. That's so the dream. <laughs> we're at the library and they have the quiet section, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can talk in another section, but this section you have to be super quiet. So of course, when he gets in this section, he has to go really loud <laughs> as we're looking for books. No. And of course, everybody's looking at us and I'm like, you just can't fucking tell Chris what to do. Yeah. No. You can't tell him no, because oh, that's when God. he will do exactly what you're telling him not to do. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Marriage. Mm. Yeah. So here's another issue that we can talk about. Uh, Have you discussed yet or with yourself or your fiance (laughs) what you're going to do about your last name or if he's going to change it or you're going to change it if you're staying You know, I've been literally avoiding this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Um, Because no matter what you say, it's going to be wrong. I know. That's kind of what, that's kind of what (laughs) is true. Well, we... We talked about it once, I think, <laughs> since we've dated. Okay, like when it came to even just marriage, we kind of knew just with how well it was going in our relationship, you know, like he, like with his plans, it was very clear I was going to be in them. So right. the whole marriage idea wasn't a surprise or anything. But um, I, I don't know how we got onto the topic, but it was about the name like I was like and I told him do you want me to take your last name and he just like did the political correct answer just oh, like bless him. just like if you you don't have to but if you do I'd be completely honored and I thought well, that's all cute. right <laughs> I guess that's the best answer <laughs> like so um I haven't decided like I I I I, I don't know if I like I and this is probably like I feel like a terrible fiance, but like I don't know, and I'm leaning towards more no, just because I, I was the same way. In <laughs> fact, my name isn't. I don't have Chris's name. I still have my maiden name because okay. I couldn't decide at that at that moment. I figured if I'm ready to change it, I'll go ahead and change it. I didn't realize it was going to be like five hundred dollars to change my damn name. Are you Dude, serious? And it, t- I it takes so long right. to do it. Yeah. yeah, like I immediately regretted my decision to change my last name just because of how long it took and all the steps and yeah. all the problems that it 
and all, then, all like, problems that arose yeah. with like changing my bank account. Yeah, like, you, you have, have to that, get your new social security card, and you exactly. need to do exactly. Yeah. I and, thought and, it was a lot of trouble, and I thought it's a lot. Why? Well, no, <laughs> I'm talking about after signing your marriage marriage license. Let's say you decide to keep your name. Yeah, oh. if you want to change it to like a hyphenated or his yeah. name, it costs five hundred dollars, and yeah. you have to go to court and say why you want to change your name and all of that. Mm. And then it's like, why do I? I I'm still going to do it because I like. I, I feel like I'm at a point where I can actually make the decision. At that point, we were getting married. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm still very much myself as an individual, not necessarily mm-hmm. as a married couple. We're kind of like melded almost completely. Not mm-hmm. not in a, in a, not in an unhealthy <laughs> way. I saw my own goals and like aspirations yeah. and shit. But we're at a point where we know who we are as a couple, and I'm like, yeah, I am a Von Goldie now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I so. mean, it's just such a badass sounding last name when you yeah. have them together. <laughs> right. I love that fucking last you sound name, like Von a, Goldie. A goddamn Bond villain. Jasmine <laughs> <laughs> Von yeah. Goldie. And like, my name is pretty common as far as Hispanic names go, which is great if you want to live off the grid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's like just if you're on common. the run, yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, I can't find a Diana <laughs> Martinez. They're everywhere. That's great. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. And so, but like, like let's connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> not that one. Not, not that, that one. one. Not that one. <laughs> I know. Good luck finding me. If you just don't have a profile really? picture, like Martinez you win. is like Smith. You know, it's like equivalent <laughs> to Smith. It's just there's a lot, and then I guess Diana is a fairly common name. You know, yeah. me especially knowing like four other Dianas in my senior year at high school. <laughs> like, so it's great so, if there's anyone who wants right. to stalk you after this I mean, podcast like, episode, yeah. they can't. Right. Oh, I mean, cause that's... there's not many Diana Kaplan's out there. So I figured, okay, go. that's, but I, I don't know. It's just this whole relationship has like kind of turned me in a loop for, in a good way, but it was also like me realizing like, you know, when I moved in with him, it was, it was one of those moments where my mom helped me to move. We got to the apartment. We unpacked everything. I was too stressed. I had just gotten off of work and I was like, oh, you got to do this now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, and then like my mom like helped me and everything. And then once everything was unpacked, then it was, I had to say goodbye to them. And yeah. I looked at my mom and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, Aww. I mean, it was it was hard. I, you know, like my mom. She was she's always sad. If any moment where I have to go, you know, <laughs> like sure. you know, she's like that's gonna be hard for her. But I didn't realize how hard it was gonna be for me. Just yeah. like I realized, like oh shoot, like this is it. Like you know, yeah. and you know, I just I. I was like, I'm saying yeah, goodbye, you know, to a certain part of my life, the single life. And I mean, just like coming downstairs and eating breakfast with my mom or, you know, like that whole thing or like, you know, Jack, my sister, my youngest sister being by the computer while I'm watching something like oh. that's not I mean, it does happen, but it's like you're not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. And it's it's I mean, obviously, it's fine now. Like things, the things are fine. <laughs> but like when at that moment, I I was having a real problem. Like I was crying right there. Sure. And you know they left, and I was just to Max. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> this is hard. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I didn't know how. Like I mean, I feel like people embrace it a lot better than I did. But 
I didn't. And it was it was hard. And and I find moments like that, like saying goodbye to like, yeah, like the holidays as well. That was not easy for me either. And yeah. I, you know, it's like you want to settle in with someone, but then it's like you got to it's really changing your life. And I don't know. I just I, I don't I was turned by a loop. <laughs> well, here's something that I think is good now is that I think it's always been hard, you know, and it was mm-hmm. hard for our mothers. Yeah. But they weren't really allowed to say those kinds of things back then. Right. I feel like when, you know, in with our mothers and our grandmothers, when they got married, it was just like, all right. And now but, here's your new life. Yeah. And you, you, your most important thing right now is that you're a wife and you're going to be a mother soon. Yeah. And even if you're kind of in mourning right now because you miss your family, like, eh, oh, well, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be like, let's just right. move on and do things. And I think that what's good now is that at least we have platforms to say it. Right. And that's what I really wanted this episode to be was like, talk about the good and the bad about right. this. Right. Because it's. It, it's a big life transition. And it is. You also need a platform to talk about the good and bad of marriage, not yeah. just kind of have this Instagram, Facebook fairy oh, tale. Yeah. That. Like it's, oh that's, my it's God. It's hard as shit. <laughs> it is. Especially it's, balancing careers and right. yourself yeah. and then your marriage and then yeah. another person because yeah. your marriage can be almost an entity unto to itself outside Definitely. of the two people. You know, mm-hmm. you have to work on your marriage, not just work on how you relate to this other person yeah. or this other person working on themselves. It's this yeah. marriage, this big thing that you constantly have to feed into or, right. yeah. you know, pet, give attention to, you oh, know, yes. it's rewarding. It's worth it. It's life affirming, but it's a lot of goddamn work. Yeah. It's a lot of stress. And, you know, there's some things about being single that are easier. Oh, yes. There's some things that, there's some <laughs> yeah. things that are harder. It's yeah. like it's one of those the grass is greener thing. You know, yeah. ultimately, I'm extremely happy. Yeah. In my marriage, I also respect people who don't want to get married, who want to just be with their partner and but don't want to add that legal part to it. I completely respect that. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand from like a feminist perspective, if you're a woman and you don't ever want to actually enter into a marriage Mm -hmm. because of its really shitty past and history. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. You know, I I think that what's great is that now we have a lot more options and especially after we, you know, succeeded in winning marriage equality, there's more options for all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I definitely like didn't take take my single life for granted. Like it was one of those things where I was like, I didn't. En- like that was one thing that was hard for me with Max was like I constantly like I had to check in like or like you know like <laughs> yeah and you know um it was just like I you know I I just don't take I did not take it for granted and I'm so grateful that I didn't like when I was alone I was like all right I'm alone <laughs> like I'm gonna hang out with my friends and my family and everything and so Um, I'm really grateful that I did that because this is like completely different. This was not what I was expecting. And, you know, we always think like, oh, I just want to settle in with someone and everything. But then when it actually happens, you're like, oh, wait, (laughs) like, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. lot. It almost feels too soon. Like, yeah, Yeah. I got married when I was 24 Mm -hmm. and that still felt like maybe I should have waited a couple more years. I almost felt like it was too soon. Like, well, not not in the moment. I was like, I'm ready. I know exactly what I need to do. But after a couple <laughs> years of being married, you're like, oh, I had no fucking idea yeah. what it yeah. was to be married. Absolutely. I had no idea what it was to be enveloped in another person's life. Right. Or involved in another person's life intimately. Not all roses. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, 
I mean, I'm really happy about when we got married. Obviously, I was pushing for it so hard that I had better fucking be. <laughs> but um, one, one thing that I do think about often is I started dating him when I was so young. You know, I was 20. You guys were so young. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was 20. He was about to turn 28. And so he had a lot more life experience under his belt. Like when we were dating, I couldn't even drink with him. Like we couldn't go out to bars together. And, you know, that's why we waited so long before we got engaged and got married is because I was so goddamn young. But I yeah. think about that a lot is like, oh, I guess that I potentially missed out on other life experiences but I think for me, it worked out really well. didn't miss out all much, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when it comes I, down, I'm like, like, I think that. And then I listen to my friends talk yeah, about, you, like, their, no. their issues with, like, dating. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I was, I'm great. I'm good. Yeah. Dude, there, were nights, there were nights where I would come home and just, like, I would talk, start talking to Liz about dating and just start crying. Like, I was just so fed up and yeah. so angry. Yeah. You, you have to reevaluate. You, you constantly have to reevaluate your worth when you're dating because people oh, make yeah. you feel like you're shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's, like, I feel like we should do another podcast on that. Yeah. That would be a whole other topic. Yeah. We have to bring Diana back for that one. Yay. Yeah. But right now, guys, we do have to wrap up. We're, what? We're kind of... <laughs> we are at like an hour 15, hour 20 right now. Okay. Okay. I want to insert really quick because oh. there's something that I... Do. I'm sure my face was really great right now. <laughs> my, friends, <laughs> my friends love me and cherished me and they just really like what I have to say. No, so... <laughs> Um, what I, because we are facts on facts on facts and I wanted to you know on topic of talking about factual things and like fact checking some ideas that are out there but aren't necessarily accurate is I just wanted to touch a little bit on the idea of the statistic of 50% of marriages end in divorce mm-hmm. which is definitely inaccurate now has been inaccurate for a while and has never been framed in the correct way because one like I just I just want to talk about this a little bit which is sort of the history of why divorces shot up when they did, but also the fact that those numbers have been declining ever since. So part of the reason why divorces uh, got really big in the late 70s, early 80s is because nationwide, almost nationwide, (laughs) like sort of starting in California, uh, they introduced the idea of a no-contest divorce which was basically like before that, if you were a woman, you needed to have permission from your husband to be divorced. (laughs) And it was like a much harder process to go through. And so what happened was when that was opened up, you saw a whole lot of women petitioning for divorce because you didn't have to be like, oh, we have, here's this extensive list of reasons why. You could just be like, uh, come on, words Words are fun. Irreconcilable (laughs) differences is what you could say. And And so what we saw is there were a lot of women who were in abusive marriages who all of a sudden could now at least take that step and try to get away. Right. And so part of the reason why the number shot up so high is because women who before had been unable to achieve that we're suddenly able to achieve a legal separation and divorce, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, so we often look at that statistic like, oh, my God, that means that, like, there is no sanctity of marriage, that we don't treat marriage correctly. And it's like, actually, what was happening is that there were a lot of people in really fucking horrible marriages that were abusive and right. exploitative. And now there were ways to get out of it, which is great. But the other thing is that the divorce rate has been lowering ever since. And so where we're at now for like uh, the millennial generation is that it's at about 30% for the, 
for your first marriage, which oh. is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, a, yeah. that's a wonderful number. That means that you have like three quarters of the amount of marriages like at, are going to survive for a long while. Um, but if you want to break it down, it is also true that the marriages that tended to last longer, the first marriages that lasted longer are for college educated women. Most of the studies have just been about women and mm-hmm. not necessarily men. So it's the college-educated women that end up having um, more longevity in their first marriage versus non-college-educated women. So that then, you know, we, we won't get into it now, but <laughs> that does connect to a lot of the reasons why, um, you know, part of the reasons why the marriages, why the divorce rate has been lowering is because people are waiting longer before they get married. You're no longer getting married at like 19 and 20 is the yeah. average. Now it's going up and up and up. It's closer to 30 now. People are finishing college. They're starting their careers, you know, and, you know, the people are even citing like I'm a feminist. And so I waited a little bit longer because mm. I have a new set of values yeah. <laughs> and I have a different set of how I look at this whole thing. So all of those factors have been lowering it down, which is great. So I, I think that we no longer have to look at it and be um, as pessimistic. Like most marriages are doomed to fail. So fuck it. Right. Yeah. Be like we just need to change how we look at marriage in general, right. which is, I think, not thinking of it as it's the thing that happens after your big ass wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like we need to think of marriage as like, here's my everyday commitment uh, that is very important and very special and something that needs to be worked on. And isn't always going to be fun, but it's ultimately going to be great. And the fact that now people are marrying more for love than for yeah. you know, flexibility. Or, yeah. 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 That that gives us a whole new set of opportunities that should be celebrated. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a very facts on facts on facts close there, Liz. Thank you for trade. giving a fact sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but we did have a couple more things we wanted to say before we close out. Yes. Uh, we wanted to go over how we're being, how we were or being active this week or next week. So. And the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But first, Obama. First. Oh, the thanks, Obama. I forgot about that. Wow. Aww. Oh, look at me. Well. I'm, I'm glad you're keeping track of it because <laughs> I would have been like, and cut off. I'm very strict about time. I like cutting it off when we still... You know, and I'm like, but I'm going to talk about it for 90 more minutes. <laughs> this is how our conversations go, too. Yeah. When they're on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So first, first, I wanted to just do because President Obama is leaving us. Uh, we yes. wanted to do a non-facetious hashtag. Thanks, Obama. And just go around and say the things that we're the most thankful for from this past administration. Well, can I go? I'm definitely thankful for Obamacare, um, the Affordable Care Act, because they're the same things for some of you you who don't know to this day. But that's sad. Yeah, it's it's actually still happening. They still don't. Okay, but anyways, I'm so grateful for that because um, because of that, I'm able to do checkups and like not have to pay an arm and a leg for it and you know continuing birth control because that is essential yeah uh, you know i think for every woman and um i'm very grateful for that and i um yeah definitely for that (laughs) and other things too like the equality for everyone the gay marriage and I don't want to say all of them because I figure you guys have your own. (laughs) I'm nervous because you're all staring at me. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jazzy? Well, mine is going to be just giving some kind of 
sounding board for the black community just to feel like we're not crazy because I mean honestly I didn't feel like I was it was okay for me to be angry it was okay for me to 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 say that the system wasn't necessarily built for us to succeed until I saw my president say yeah it's honestly it's not look at how hard it was for me and I was college educated you know it's hard to be taken seriously as a black male excuse me um and not necessarily just a black person. So it was, it was really affirming to hear that. And then I was uh, watching 13th the other night, which is a, for people of anybody that's a black male or woman, it's going to be emotional. Like, I'm just going to let you know, (laughs) anyone that's had a, a, someone, a, a black male in your family go to jail for something that was stupid and just sets them back. And then they're, you know, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching, but to have a president that understands that is for me revolutionary. I can, I couldn't look at Bush and say he gets what it's like to just be seen as a criminal for no reason, really. They don't know who you are, but you're seen as a criminal. It's, I can't see even Hillary. I know you guys are like pro Hillary. I can't look at Hillary and be like, she understands what it's like, especially sure. who she was in the nineties. Right. Let's not talk about 94 when her husband put in the, the criminal, I forgot the name of the act. God damn it. But anyway, yeah, I couldn't look at Hillary and be like, she understands what it's like. I know she, she's okay with pandering to a point and she'll learn as much as she needs to, but not uh, she doesn't have that depth of understanding. And I'm completely thankful for Obama for being honest about the black experience, not sugarcoating it to make people feel better. And I, I want to say right now, too, I know I do this every fucking podcast where I'm like cussing people out, but <laughs> it, the, I, I heard from a family member and friends, too, that it's Obama's fault that the race relations that we have today Jesus are the way are the right. <laughs> OK, that they that it is his fault that we do not have positive race relations in this country. Oh and God. let me fucking tell fucking you hell. that we have never had positive race relations. If you think in nope. your mind that we did, it's because they placated us enough to feel like you can't go beyond this point. And now we're, we're, we're getting past the flea in the jar stage and you guys are uncomfortable. We'll get fucking used to it because I'm not going to I'm not my grandparents and I'm not my ancestors like I will fuck you up with fact and fists sorry (laughs) (laughs) and and I I want to make that clear on the podcast because we we do need to make room for other people's opinions but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend or sugarcoat history so you can feel better about your mediocre racism or your mediocre discrimination I'm not here for your shit motherfucking Preach it. <laughs> also, can with fact and fist be our new tagline? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Anybody who doesn't get it can catch these hands. Yup. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. That so that team. was my soapbox, my hood ass soapbox for this podcast. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I wish that my soapbox was more hood ass, but it's not. We're supposed to be talking about thanks Obama, and I'm getting crazy on people. I, I haven't even talked I to you. I'm like sorry, y'all. My paled in comparison, <laughs> and mine's gonna be the worst. Uh, I mean, I could think about a dozens of things that I want to say, yeah. but the number one thing that I appreciated coming out of this administration and coming out of Obama himself has been expanding conversation. 
And we had technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. Sorry, guys. And now we're back. So what I was going to say is <laughs> what I appreciated the most from this administration and from Obama himself was expanding uh, conversations about LGBT rights to actually include the T in them. I feel like for years we have been fucking over our transgender and gender nonconforming friends and family members by not including them in the conversation. And it's really fucked up because it was transgender people that were at the very beginning of so yes. much of the fight for equality. Yes. And that has just been ignored. And so what I I remember being so goddamn floored when Biden even just said the word transgender a couple of years ago. I was just like, oh, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so unheard of. And then Obama got into it and all of a sudden that has become a national conversation for better and for worse because, you know, because of that we did see backlash of people being like, I don't want people in the bathrooms, which is such bullshit, yep. but a conversation for another day. But what I really appreciate was Obama opening up that conversation and then including transgender rights in Title IX, in trying to protect people, and in the Affordable Care Act, in trying to offer better care for people of all genders. And that is so important. And I am really going to miss having an administration that actually gives a fuck about LGBT people mm -hmm. because what we've seen is... Nobody in Trump's cabinet gives a shit. Some people go backwards and want to hurt people. And then Trump himself is happy to pretend like he's down for the cause. But in reality, he clearly doesn't give a shit if he's going to appoint so many people that want to hurt us. Right. And my soapbox moment is now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to miss Obama. I'm going to miss I think we all cried. Yeah, yeah we, we I all, cried. We all cried yeah. watching his farewell speech. Family full of class. They just... Mm. Oh, they gosh. do everything to the T because I think they understand that they have to. They have to. Right. But also because it's who they are. Yeah. You know, they're genuinely good people and they're genuinely classy ass people oh yes you know how yeah. great was his shout out to michelle oh, and her, being, and her being like yes outside <laughs> yeah oh, yes my socks saw you guys yeah fuck the cubs outside. <laughs> so emotional that was what i started crying oh, when yeah. he like got real amazing it's just like michelle lavano baba <laughs> girl from the south side and she's just like yes outside i'm like i love them so much <laughs> that's because they're they that's they look like real people yes. and that's something that we hadn't seen before yeah they're they look like us not necessarily physically but how our relationships are with our partners yes how our relationships are with our policies they they we see a reflection of the american people in them and the yes. american dream in them and that made a huge difference not and again not just for black people but for anyone that's trying to reach for a huge goal as an american person yes i'm gonna miss barack but i'm gonna miss michelle oh god probably her swole ass yeah. arm <laughs> her bomb ass press outs yeah her hilarious ass videos her ass in general yeah. like man bodied How, their, Body. their marriage made me want to get married right? <laughs> right i'm watching them and i'm like that is true fucking love right yeah. there and that i i've never seen that before on a presidential level. Yeah. They looked genuine. Like talk about how people like Trump cause he's fucking genuine or whatever they believe. Yeah. Like, no, 
Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, their marriage was genuine. They were great as they looked great as like business partners, but they were great as love partners too. You saw a balance of that. Yes. Yeah. You could tell that they just had the deepest respect for each yes. other. Yeah. And that's that's important. Yeah. They are seriously goals. I love that meme that goals. was like ball out of control with the girl that you struggled with. And it had like the pictures of them at the beginning of their Aww. relationship and then now. And I was like, eh, life goals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So now the final thing, I swear this is the final thing and then we'll <laughs> shut up, is we want to talk about what we're going to do to be better activists this week and next week before we record again. Okay, I'll start. I'm going to the inauguration women's march in los angeles i will not be in dc to do that no. we're gonna have our little satellite one and <laughs> it's not gonna be little no it's we're gonna be have, big. <laughs> we're gonna have the satellite one in la on saturday the 21st um in pershing square i'm gonna be there um i'm trying to see if there's anything on inauguration day that i can be a part of but i'm definitely going to be at the women's march and in that and before that, in between that, I'm going to be educating as many people as I can yes. on the policies and the happenings that are leading up to Inauguration Day. Do I go? Yeah. <laughs> I, too, will be participating in the marches. There's one on Thursday for the yeah. Roe v. versus Roe the, v. Wade. Excuse me. The, the rally to save Roe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Anyways, all right. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to finally get out of my escape box and actually now really get really involved and be more informed. That's the thing. I think at this moment I was just on a avoidance because I just needed to do that. I needed to be away from everything. But now I'm got to be more informed. That's awesome. You could edit this out no. as well. No. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to be at two marches this week. I'm going to be at the Rally to Save Row on Thursday. And then I'm going to be at the Women's March uh, and in L.A., not in D.C. And I'm going to be doing more reading. I have several anti-fascism books that I'm going through right now. And I'm going to be, you know, boring shit. I'm going to be tweeting and whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be tweeting more often, guys. I realize that I have no followers and no Twitter life. I think it was like last weekend. I was like, this is depressing. I do not either. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. And I did make a Twitter account for our podcast. It is at We Podcast Facts. Nice. Yeah, we have one. I'm I'm going to leave Liz in charge of that because she's funnier online than I am. Oh, no, I was going to give you the login. Oh, for real? Oh, all right. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, just me. It's about me. <laughs> well, I'm at the So So Saint on Twitter. If you guys want to follow me, that'd be super cool because I'd have someone else besides like my brother to talk to. <laughs> it's like my brother and my cousin following me and then Liz. <laughs> I am at, at L is tired. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Thank you for thinking I'm funny. And Please yeah. clap. <laughs> Please clap. Which is the motto of my life. <laughs> and Diana avoids social media. Me? Yeah. Social media? You, girl, you know me. I don't got social media. <laughs> Diana is the smartest of us I all in this way. I do not have Twitter. I kind of refuse. And um, I just have a Facebook. But good luck finding me. <laughs> <laughs> She's hiding amongst her clones. <laughs> good luck finding <laughs> we're it's everywhere true. it's an endless <laughs> endless list of diana martinez so yeah 
time. I doubt you'll find it or will want to anyway. So I'll stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're really going to get out of here. Uh, thanks uh, for listening. Thank you. Rate, review, and subscribe because yes. we want a little bit more attention. More than our three people whom we love. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and for our downloading. two out of three. Because <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> All the people who like us are in this room. And if uh, the only person who could possibly leave a review and it not be completely dishonest <laughs> could please do it, we did pay you in coffee. <laughs> Let's be clear. I paid in coffee. I don't know what Liz was paying. I, I paid in gas money. I drove her here. <laughs> <laughs> and I drove her <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Re- review, rate, subscribe, please. Thank you for listening. I know this was a long one, you guys. Um, and we can't wait to have you guys listen in the next time. Because the inauguration's going to happen. And yes. then we're going to be able to talk about more political shit. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thank you. Laters. Bye. 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 Start low. Uh, no. <laughs> Go lower than that. Uh, <laughs>